This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Welcome to the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Cedric Granger here with you on a nice Tuesday to talk a little bit of sports. And of course, one thing with the Sports Fan every single week is that we all get to shadow and showcase all of our different sports on many different levels whether that is high school college professional across many different sports and of course we have reached one of the best times in the high school football schedule it is playoff time and you got to make sure you are ready this friday you can join of course ethan Sargent and max brunke for football friday night playoff edition and then after that, we have our game coverage on this station right here, 970 WATH. You'll get to hear from me and Matt Frazee as we cover the Bulldog on Bulldog Battle Athens at Bloom Carroll for a little Week 11 playoff action. And then after that, on the other channel, not even after that, during that time, rather, on Pure Rock 105, we got split coverage between Trimble and Elgin with Carl Blaylock, who you usually get to hear for Athens County Game of the Week alongside guest Tim Hanna. And Nelsonville, York, and Bel Air will receive some coverage as well with Jacob Mata, who you're used to hearing on Pure Rock 105 for the Athens County Game of the Week alongside Carl Blaylock. This time he'll be alongside Daniel Barnard for that matchup. It should be a great show. It allows you to make sure you can follow along with both Trimble and Nelsonville York as they go throughout their playoff matchups. It should be exciting for the Tomcats taking on Elgin. That's a team in Northern Ohio. And then, of course, Nelsonville York and Bel Air as the Buckeyes try to bounce back from a couple of losses in a row and get to the next round of the playoffs. They made it three rounds last year, so they're trying to match that or even go even farther coming up this year. But once again, Pure Rock 105, we got split coverage between Trimble and Elgin with Carl Blaylock and Tim Hanna and Nelsonville, York, and Bel Air with Jacob Mata and Daniel Barnard. And of course, you know where to go late at night after 10 o'clock or whenever the Pure Rock 105 game ends. Listen in with Max Brunke and Ethan Sargent in the studio. You'll get tons of interviews with coaches, with players, with fans. We have reporters coming in to talk about all the matchups as the playoffs really start to heat up. Speaking of playoffs, there's a sport that's in their playoffs right now. It's Major League Baseball, and we're getting close to the World Series. So close, in fact, that we know one of the teams that is in, the Texas Rangers. They're back in the World Series for the first time since 2011 as the Rangers, a furious comeback. They started up with two games up. Then they fell down 3-2, to two and it looked like their backs were against the wall. Series going back to Houston after the Astros, who've been here so many times in a row, seven times in a row, it looked like the Astros were going to do it again. Go to another World Series, and the Rangers said, no, sir. Adolis Garcia, unbelievable playoff performance. He has been phenomenal all throughout these final two games, and he had a fantastic day. Four for five, three runs, two home runs, five RBI for Garcia. He kind of out Altuve Altuve in this game. Usually Altuve known for the big home runs. He did have one in the ninth inning, but Garcia outplayed him, and the whole rest of this is history as Montgomery Perfect 3-0 as a starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers in this playoffs. He has been fantastic. And he wasn't the starter. He actually came in out of the bullpen to help out. It was a combination of Scherzer 
and Montgomery, but still 3-0. Pretty impressive work in the bullpen. Holding strong for the Rangers, which was the biggest concern, especially in some of their other games in the series, such as giving up the three-run bomb to Jose Altuve and losing one of their games at home to prevent them from going up 3-2 to two in the series, or check that, 3-1 to one in the series, and instead got inverse to 2-2 two to two in the series. But now that's really good for the Rangers to really get back on track with that. The bullpen was strong, and they're going to need to be strong if they want to do well in the World Series. And I'll have a chance to rest after finishing off this series with the Houston Astros. Big win for the Rangers, 11-4 to over their rivals, the Houston Astros. They are headed to the World Series to try to earn their first World Series crown. On the other side of the matchup, on NLCS side, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they go into Philadelphia and they quiet the crowd down. They quiet them down. Tommy Pham, former Cincinnati Red, he homered to get things started. And then after that, the Diamondbacks were off to the races. They did a good job just steadily putting in runs across a couple of innings. In the second inning, they put together three of a couple of one home run, a double, and actually two home runs, rather, and a double. And then in the fifth and the seventh inning, triple, RBI, triple, RBI, single, just to continue building that lead throughout the game. Philly's not able to get much going, and that's been rare very much so, especially at when they're playing at home. Schwarber, 0 for 2. Trey Turner, 0 for 4. Bryce Harper, 0 for 3. You're not going to see a lot of nights like that. Even Castellanos, 0 for 4 on the night as well, too. So just an off day for the Phillies as they cool off against the Diamondbacks. And just like that, Arizona, one went away from a World Series berth. Game 7 is coming up tonight, 8.07 on TBS. And, man, that's going to be a great game. I can't wait to get my popcorn out to watch that game. As here we go. It's going to be all hands on deck, too. I expect some starting pitchers from both sides that are usually starters but will come in to help out in the bullpen as it'll be, once again, all hands on deck. And we'll see who gets the early lead. It seems like in this series, one team kind of clicks a little bit early and the other team kind of slows down. We've only really seen like one major comeback where the Diamondbacks have were able to walk off the Phillies a little bit earlier in some of the lower scoring games. But yeah, it's crazy how this series changes over time. At the beginning, it was a 5-3 win for the Phillies and the 10-0 drubbing. Then the Diamondbacks get a little bit of magic to happen as they walk off the Phillies 6-5. Uh, also had a 2-1 win in there, and then the Phillies started to come back. They had the win in Game 5 to take the series lead. Diamondbacks won the got-to-have-it Game 6, and it all comes down to Game 7. Things are getting good over there in the baseball world, but this should be fun. And then, of course, World Series Game 1 starts on Friday, October 27th. So here we go. We're really getting into that good time of the season. Playoff baseball, and it's all about to culminate in the World Series. We'll switch gears a little bit, go from the diamond to moving on to the ice as we got the Columbus Blue Jackets here. Above 500, Columbus Blue Jackets, they are sitting at a nice record of 3-2, and two, and they're coming off of back-to-back good performances. First off, against the Flames this past weekend on Friday. They got a nice win, 3-1, and this is with some injuries that have happened for the Blue Jackets to their goalkeeper position. And they've been able to do a good job of just dealing with it. They had Martin come in, and he's been doing a good job. Spencer Martin from Oakville, Ontario, has come in to fill the gap for Elvis. And it's been a good thing for the Blue Jackets right now. A 3-1 to win over the Flames. They 
continue that momentum until their first road game as they took on the Minnesota Wild. And Roslovic scored the game-winning goal for the Blue Jackets in overtime to take down the Wild in their first road matchup of the year. The Blue Jackets, they started strong. They got up early. They got up 2-0 to zero before eventually the Wild were able to rattle off three straight goals. And then the big thing, of course, the big news is Adam Fantilli, the newest rookie for the Blue Jackets, their number one overall pick, third pick overall in the draft came up with his first goal of the season on a power play and it was a clutch one it was in the third period with just six minutes left to go and that gave the blue jackets a four to three lead late unfortunately for the jackets the wild did score within the final six minutes to put it into ot but then roslovic as i said he ended up closing the door on an assist from johnny goudreau his third assist of the season so fantastic work for the blue jackets early on they're looking pretty sharp there's definitely some improvement already from last year or from this year compared to last year. And they're going to be taking on the Anaheim Ducks coming up tonight. So that should be a nice opportunity for the Blue Jackets to continue building themselves up. They're third right now in the Metropolitan Division with six points total, three wins, two losses, chasing after the Philadelphia Flyers tied with the Rangers and the Hurricanes. So we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about NBA. Yes, that starts tonight. It's time for some hoops. We'll talk about the two matchups going on tonight here on the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Game on. Fire to the end zone. Caught on the Into the house. Six for the Cats. Ohio wins. through everybody. And he sprints. Six for the Cats. This Saturday, the Bobcats welcome Miami to Peden Stadium for the Battle of the Bricks. The ball is gone. Back to the end zone. Paint this baby green and white. Our coverage begins at 2.30 on your home for Bobcats football. It's the Battle of the Bricks. Ohio and Miami. Local pregame starts at 1.30 on the flagship. Here, Rock 105, XTQFM. Your hometown radio stations, 970 AM, WATH, and 97.3 FM, along with Pure Rock 105 XTQ FM, are here for you. Stay tuned for community updates, local news, weather, and, of course, local high school sports. Listen for local happenings like Here's What's Going On. And if your nonprofit group or organization has an upcoming event or any announcements, we would love to help spread the word. Just mail or bring the information to our studios located at 223 Columbus Road, Athens, Ohio, 45701. You can also send an email to psa at wxtq.com. Please try to have your information to us within two weeks of the event to help ensure ample time to get your message spread to the rest of our great communities. We are here for you and hope you enjoy the changes taking place. Southern Ohio and hometown proud. We are 970 AM WATH 97.3 FM at Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. This week on Football Friday Kickoff. Playoffs? You bet we're talking playoffs. The OHSAA playoffs are finally here, and 16 teams remain in each region united by one goal, to win that regional title. We'll take a look at Nelsonville, York, as they host Bel Air, as well as Athens as they travel up to Bloom Carroll. All this and more on Football Friday Kickoff, live from the Holzer Health System Studio. Friday at 5 on Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Happy to be 
vibing with you on a nice Tuesday. A little bit of sports talk radio on the sports fan here on 970 WATH presented by JNK Contracting. Cedric Granger here with you for segment number three of the show. And I'm excited to say we are back with the NBA. Yes, the National Basketball Association. It is back starting tonight on TNT. A nice little doubleheader. Lakers and Nuggets, Suns and Warriors should be a couple of great showdowns. The Nuggets, of course, coming off of the NBA Finals and winning the championship of the nice ring ceremony. And they're going to take on LeBron James and the Lakers in a nice little rematch coming up from last year. Lakers trying to revamp their roster a little bit going into the season as they try to give LeBron James yet another ring. And now for the Nuggets, it's time for the start of their title defense led by Nikola Jokic as well as Jamal Murray, a team that really, those two, they were unbelievable down the stretch. But again, Lakers... For this lineup, you got a whole bunch of guys. You have some familiar faces. You got, of course, LeBron James. You got your Anthony Davis. Um, that'll really step up. D'Angelo Russell has been pretty good off of the bench. Austin Reeves, another player that you might see a good bit of as well, too. So this Lakers squad certainly trying to give the Nuggets a nice run for their money. A preseason has come and gone. The other matchup. You got Suns and the Warriors, even though it was only the preseason. If you got to check out some of the preseason matchups, the Warriors, they had Steve, they have, uh, Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry, Stephon Curry, what am I saying? Stephon Curry in there making some crazy, crazy plays. So Steph, he ended up having like a nice step back three during one of the preseason matchups they had against the Sacramento Kings. So we had a game winning shot. It was 116 to 115. And that was one of those things where you're like, my goodness, even though it's preseason, you're just looking at the uh, preseason form or the regular season form already for Curry and the Warriors. That team really starting to age. That core group has been around for a long time, but they have not waned that much in terms of effectiveness. Uh, they had that nice win on the series over the Sacramento Kings, who finally broke their playoff drought, which was pretty impressive last year. They're a team to watch. I also think you got to watch the Thunder as well, team, too. That's another team that is really building. So that's your Tuesday matchup. Wednesday, pretty much everybody else really gets started. Uh, some other matchups that might stand out. Cavs against Nets. I'm excited to see what the Cleveland Cavaliers can bring. They have new rookie Amani Bates. Of course, you have Darius Garland and, of course, Mitchell, so Donovan Mitchell coming back to work as well, too. Jarrett Allen, I know he's going to be out for that matchup. And we'll see what Darius Garland, what his status will be as well, too. So I'm excited to see what the Cavs can bring to the table this year. Another interesting matchup, Celtics-Knicks, I'd say, is probably one of the best matchups. It's a Wednesday night uh, coming up in the Celtics and Knicks. That's an ESPN nationally televised game. Jalen Brunson leading the way of the New York Knicks. They were a team that... Uh, won the first round, they took down the Cavs and then lost to the Miami Heat while the Celtics trying not to fall again like they did last year, especially with all the talent they have led by Jason Tatum. They'll try to go back and try to win another title starting with tomorrow. Looking at some of the other matchups on primetime, Mavericks and Spurs. So you're going to get to see the newest rookie sensation, Victor Wimbanyama, and it's going to be crazy. Wimby. He was going insane in the highlights. One thing that's pretty insane is if you go and look up the highlights of Victor, it is just ridiculous. He was doing things such as dunking over guys that were inside the small. So he was outside the restricted area, 
able to use his seven foot four frame to jump high up in the air and dunked over guys, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like his ability to do that is just crazy already as a rookie. And I mean, he's the highest touted prospect since LeBron James. And we're kind of starting to see that sort of ESPN's business strategy in a way to market some of their players, market some of their young guys in the league. And I think it's really impressive that they do that. And if we saw it with Bedard in hockey, we're now seeing it with Wimanyama in the NBA. I think that's going to make a huge difference in terms of revenue. That's going to get people super excited for the matchup. And I'm already super excited for this, for Victor to make his NBA debut and going against Luka Doncic as well, too. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. This is going to be very, very fun. Uh, the Spurs, I expect this team to be one of the most improved teams um, of this season. In the preseason, of course, obviously it doesn't matter, but they made some noise there, finished off the preseason with a nice win over the Golden State Warriors. So I'm just super excited for what's going to be coming up for the Spurs team. They're, of course, coached by Coach Popovich, one of the legends of NBA. So it's only a time matter of time before you see Victor dominating in the same way that maybe LeBron James did throughout the early part of his career. But Wimbenyama getting ready for his NBA debut coming up on Wednesday. I'm actually sad. I got to wait a day for that one because that is must-see TV. That's coming up on Wednesday night. So that's our two kind of nationally televised matchups. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, closest NBA team to what we have here. We'll be talking about them pretty regularly on the air throughout this season. And then Thursday, Check if there's any other interesting matchups this week. Suns and Lakers, and then 76ers, Bucks. Bucks, that's another team that made a big-time acquisition during the offseason, of course, with the addition of Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. And I think that's going to be a huge move for the Bucks. They were embarrassed after their loss, where they were the number one seed in the NBA in the um, Eastern Conference and fell victim to the eight seed Miami Heat, led by Jimmy Butler, who just had an unreal playoff run. And I think the Bucks, they saw that game. They're like, we need to get better. And they made the moves to improve. I have to give them their credit. And I think the Bucks could make a lot of noise as well, too, in the playoffs. I'm excited. There's a lot of big-time acquisitions. I usually spend the first couple weeks of every NBA season figuring out what team has which player because there's so many transactions of talent. There's so many new rookies. You have people moving up the G League that get drafted, some development player or developmental players. It is really interesting to be able to see that as well, too. But it's great to have NBA back, and we're in a really great spot for sports now at this point. So you've got... Your NFL, you've got MLB, you got NBA, you got NHL, you got a little MLS that's going on too. You have NCAA college football, you have high school football playoffs. It's about as good as it gets. It's heaven. It really is sports heaven. And being able to see the NBA back, that makes me smile too. Just more opportunities and more things to watch as I get my homework done, or in the case of a lot of you guys, when you're done with work, you get a chance to sit back, relax, and have a drink of your choice and enjoy a nice sporting event. Now, one thing that also we don't talk too much about, MLS, Major League Soccer, they're getting ready for their playoffs as well, too, and the Columbus Crew and the Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati, are getting ready for their first-round matchups in the playoffs, too. So that's something to keep an eye on as well as a lot of our local teams in Ohio are doing very well. Cincinnati, they got the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Columbus, number three seed 
in the Eastern Conference as well, 257 total points, 16-9-9 record. And for the Cincinnati team, FC, they're 29-5. and So both really great seasons for the two Ohio franchises. So if you haven't paid attention to that, that's a great sport as well, too, to follow Ohio sports and seeing how we're doing on that larger landscape. Now, going into one of the other big topics of the day, the Michigan Wolverines. There's a scandal that's going on right now that's going about the cameras and these investigations. So I'm going to go through some of the articles, some of the details, and some of the information about it. So right now, the main cause for concern for the Wolverines is that they are doing a there, there's a scandal. They essentially are stealing signs and stealing play cards and designs and using that to help them win which would go and be against the NCAA sign-stealing policy. Excuse me. And one thing that really came out today is that a Michigan staffer, when it comes to the games, he had bought tickets at 11 different schools. So, of course, the Wolverines, they go throughout their season, and it looks like throughout it they had 11 different Big Ten school tickets that they have had under this person's name. And his name is Connor Stallions, who is essentially right now the fall guy for the Michigan Wolverines at this point. But even if he is the person that's considered the fall guy, I think this could ultimately cost Jim Harbaugh his job potentially if it's anything like the Ohio State tattoo gate situation where Jim Tressel was essentially forced out and forced to leave the Buckeyes as a result of this situation. So here's some of the evidence that is really compiled for the University of Michigan scandal here. So there's both video evidence of electronics prohibited by the NCAA to steal signs. And there's also a significant paper trail, according to ESPN. Stallion, he forwarded the tickets he brought to at least three different people in different areas of the country. So, of course, it's a multi-person operation. And the NCAA, they're expected to receive video evidence coming up this week. There was also a local reporter for one of the Columbus TV stations who had video evidence of Stallions sitting in the crowd and getting to view all the signs and stuff like that. And they also have surveillance cameras. I was reading about this yesterday that have shown in specific Big Ten stadiums that he had his camera up the entire time on the sideline and he would always choose seats that would be right at the sideline eye level to have surveillance of all of this. So they used a smartphone apparently and he filmed the home team sideline the entire game. So that already looks sketchy. I know a lot of people do have their phones out during games uh, just to you know, have memories, take highlights or something like that or at least show their friends that, look what I'm at, I'm at the game. But that looks a little different. That's a little sketchy. It's like if somebody were to go to a movie theater and just have a camera phone out the entire time as the movie was going on. It's kind of that same energy a little bit. And like with recording movies, that'll get you in trouble. Same thing if you're recording the signs of all these different teams as well as play sheets. So Stallions, for example, this weekend uh, for the Ohio State-Penn State matchup, which is, of course, a big deal for the Michigan Wolverines since they take on not only Ohio State at the end of the year, but they'll take on Penn State even before that. Michigan, they had people on both sides, apparently, or at least the tickets were supposed to be uh, on both sides, but they were not used Saturday, which were supposed to be used by Stallions right after some the NCAA started to get on the case a little bit. So I think that's something that is certainly notable. And right now, Stallions, he has not responded to ESPN's request for comment, and I think that's a good idea for him. Probably wants to talk with his lawyers, talk with the Michigan PR team. 
But just overall, this is really a bad look for the Big Ten. This is already the third different thing that has come out since the month of August about the Big Ten Conference from Northwestern scandal with the hazing and driving Pat Fitzgerald out of there. Then you have Mel Tucker being driven out of Michigan State after his scandal that happened in terms of sexual harassment. And now you have this. That's three in a row. I don't know what's going on with these teams. I know a lot of people will say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying with certain sports. But this has a very similar energy to what you hear with the Houston Astros case. And there were some consequences there. At least a lot of the players had to get beaned with baseballs for the entire first month of the in following season for the Astros with sealing the signs and the Wolverines. If they get a bull ban or something like that and get wins vacated, I think a lot of Buckeye fans will... Just be enjoying themselves. They'll have some nachos as they watch this entire thing unfold. Because if the Wolverines, if they have some of their wins against the Buckeyes, if those end up getting vacated, that could be huge for a lot of people in this area and would explain why Ohio State didn't play as well against the Michigan Wolverines and compared to how they performed against the Georgia Bulldogs, who by most counts was considered the best defense in the uh, NCAA last year, one of at least the best defenses over the last two years. And if you need any evidence of that, just look at the Philadelphia Eagles defense or crying out loud. But this is one that I think will be interesting to continue to follow as we continue throughout this investigation. There, of course, there's not a lot of things that are in stone at this point, but it is one of those ideas where you're like, man, I just don't see why they have to cheat. Like, if you're the Wolverines, you have more talent than majority of your schedule especially with the mickey mouse schedule they're playing this year i can go down the list team by team and there's just no reason they would have to cheat they, they should be able to win this style of game straight up so we'll take it we'll take a look we'll even take a look at this schedule and try not to laugh when looking through this schedule i say this as a biased perspective as i'm from columbus i like the ohio state buckeyes and of course raised to not like the michigan wolverines but it is a comically bad schedule so they started off the season against East Carolina. No need to cheat for that game to win. You would easily destroy East Carolina. If you have issues against the Pirates, you might have bigger issues uh, than just having to worry about playing some of the teams in the Big Ten. Then they took on UNLV. I think UNLV is actually like 6-1 and one at this point right now, so they're having a good year, 6-2. Uh, but nevertheless, Michigan had no problem with no problems beating them. They beat Bowling Green 31-6, Rutgers 31-7, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State post all the scandal situation. They play Purdue this week, who Ohio State already knows is awful. So you're talking about like two teams above 500 at this point, three teams maybe above 500. And the fact that they're cheating, I just, man, it's crazy. It even causes me to speculate why they didn't play a Power 5 team on their schedule. This is the second year in a row in which they have not played a Power 5 non-conference game. I have no clue why they should have to be. They should have to do that. Unfortunately, when the new Big Ten rules come in, I think they do have some games scheduled against like Texas and teams like that. But I think it's just real interesting that they decided to cheat. And I know a lot of teams probably have some under-the-table stuff that they do as well, so I'm not going to just crucify them for doing it because I'm sure there are other teams that have sneaky spies and stuff like that. But it just really shows they were pretty incompetent about going about it and didn't do a good job of hiding what they were doing. So you either got to be good at doing it, or if you get caught, you're going to be considered pretty stupid by the entire NCAA and I think there are a lot of people in Columbus, a lot of people in East Lansing, a lot of people in Happy Valley, and a lot of people at all the places that 
our rivals to Michigan have been terrorized by the Wolverines over the last two years. I think they're going to be pretty happy to see how this unfolds. But for the Wolverines, um, right now, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know Ohio State and Michigan, they're on a crash course against each other coming up after the Buckeyes. Nice win over the Penn State Nittany Lions, and that sure is still going to hold a lot of weight. But I think that that cheating scandal, it's going to loom like a dark cloud, or even worse, if the Wolverines do go on to be consistent, like which right now they're the number two team in the country, arguably the number one team in the country by a lot of metrics. If they go on to win the national championship this year and you have this asterisk hanging over it, that's always going to mar the legacy of this national championship. And you're always going to hear people say, when you win a national championship, sometimes you want it to be indisputable. You want it to be like, this is our championship. This is what we did. We won this championship without a shadow of a doubt. And you're not going to get that case. It's not going to be that way if you have this hanging over the head of this program. So it is a great cloud over there. This is something that should loom large for the Wolverines. And we'll see if any of this evidence comes out sooner rather than later. If we're talking before I'm going to say week 11 or week 12 of the season late in the year against Maryland, Penn State, Ohio State, and they get a bowl ban. What that could do for Ohio State, they'd be in the Big Ten championship automatically after if they win out the rest of their games before the Michigan week and be and get to 11 and 0. If they do that and Michigan gets a bowl ban, it might be a smooth path to the playoffs for Ohio State after their win against Penn State, which would be great for the Buckeyes. But nevertheless, that's a little bit about the cheating scandal. You hear about it, we'll keep you all updated on the sports fan about this because I think this is a very, very interesting issue. So we'll take one last break. We come back, we got hot picks, and then we'll talk a little bit about tonight in sports, maybe preview what's going to be going down tomorrow as Russ Eisenstein joins us in the sports fan. We'll talk with Carl Blaylock tomorrow about the Ohio Bobcats as they take on the Miami Red Hawks. We'll talk about that and much more when we come back on the sports fan on 970 WATH. Tune in Friday night for high school playoff football on Pure Rock 105. This week we'll have split coverage as Carl Blaylock will be traveling with Tremble as the Tomcats travel to Elgin. Throughout the night, Jake Amato will have updates from Nelsonville, York hosting Bel Air. Coverage starts with Football Friday kickoff at 5 p.m. with the coaches show at 6.30 and kickoffs at 7. It's OHSAA Division 6 Region 23 football playoff first round action. Friday on Pure Rock 105. Hi, I'm EJ Williams for American Humane. For thousands of years, dogs have been our best friends in our worst times. Today, we're also learning that our best friends, millions of whom are abandoned each year, are often the best medicine when people are facing obstacles. To help both people and animals, Organizations like American Humane have been working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, finding animals in need of forever homes and training them as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help our veterans, the elderly, and children overcome the daily obstacles of life. In this way, the rescued can become the rescuers. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, <laughs> please visit AmericanHumane.org. Looks and Eve spirals it down the left sideline. Harrison grabbed for a score. Touchdown, Marvin Harrison, as he caught it between two defenders on a 30 yard TD pass. 
This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. It's back on the road Saturday as Ohio State travels to Madison to take on Wisconsin. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 6 p.m. here on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Running into the final segment of the show, it's the sports fan on 970 WATH, brought to you by JK Contracting. It all comes down to this game seven of the NLCS, and that's where my hot pick is going to be Philadelphia Phillies money line against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep, I think that in a gotta have it situation, I'm trusting the Phillies to have their bats humming, and I think they're going to want to finish their unfinished business that they got from last year's World Series loss to the Astros. They punched their ticket to the World Series for the second year in a row tonight. Give me the Phillies money line for my hot pick. That's going to be a great one right there between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. But, yep, tomorrow we do have a special guest in Russ Eisenstein joining us here in the Columbus Road Studios to talk a little bit of Bobcats. And Bobcat football, they have a matchup that is the biggest one all season, basically a battle for the MAC East, or at least the next two games are going to put them in a spot where we'll know a lot about whether they will make the MAC championship or not for another chance at redemption as the Bobcats take on the Miami Redhawks. Only two games in the entire MAC slate on Saturday, and none bigger than this one on CBS Sports Network. And of course, Pure Rock 105. 3.30 against the Miami Redhawks. Halloween weekend doesn't get much bigger than this between the Bobcats and the Redhawks. Ohio, of course, with Curtis Rourke, had some ups and downs in the last game, but had one of the best throws I've ever seen. Got to see it from the rooftop of Peden Stadium while working with some of our student broadcasters. He dropped one right in the bucket to Sam Wigless, and Wigless doing a good job of getting one foot inbounds, and that all it took to the game or get the game clinching touchdown against Western Michigan. Now Miami, a much harder opponent than Western Michigan, but the big news for them is the injury to their star quarterback. Brett Gabbert has fallen down with an injury, and that is really bad for the Red Hawks as he should be out for a little while. So again, and that's something that you do not want to see if you are Miami. But Ohio, that's a chance to take advantage with the Red Hawks playing a backup quarterback in Avion Smith. I think this could be an opportunity for Ohio to really do a good job of stacking the box and for Smith to throw. We don't know a lot about him. He's a sophomore from Lexington, South Carolina, and had a, two completions in his last game against the Toledo Rockets. So he did get a little bit of action throughout this season after Gabbard went down with the injury, but I expect Miami to lean on that rushing game a lot. But you'll get to learn even more about Miami coming up 
tomorrow when Russ Eisenstein, he previews that matchup between Miami and Ohio. Battle of the Bricks, as we love to say. So it becomes a three-week stretch. We're in the MAC. Ohio, Buffalo, and Miami, the three top teams in the East Division of the Mid-American Conference, they'll all have a round robin against each other this week, Ohio-Miami, the week after, Ohio and Buffalo, and then the week after that, Miami and Buffalo. So we'll learn a lot about this division and learn a lot about who is going to punch their ticket in. But of course, for Miami, that is a pretty decent running game, so we'll see what the Bobcats have to answer that rushing attack. 154 yards per game, 211 yards passing and Ohio, that's what they'll have to face with their top 10 defense, at least for a majority part of this season, top 10 defense in the nation. On the other side, for the Ohio State Buckeyes, they take on a pair of trap games these next two weeks, Wisconsin and Rutgers. That should be fun as well, too, to keep an eye on if Ohio State can stay sharp in both of those matchups against teams that are certainly going to become bowl eligible. I think the Buckeyes can cruise to that Michigan game coming up later on in the season. But that is about time to wrap things up as we had a pretty great show. We talked a little bit of everything. This is one of the funnest times to do the sports fan because you have so many topics to talk about to expand through this entire hour between football, basketball, baseball, you got everything you could want. And of course, you got it at the high school level. Once again, coming up this week, you can listen to 970 WATH with Matt Frazee and I, where we got you covered with the Athens Bulldog football matchup against Bloom Carroll. Then on Pure Rock 105, we got split coverage between Trimble and Elgin with Carl Blaylock and Tim Hanna. And then Nelsonville, York, and Bel Air with Jacob Mata and Daniel Barnard. Should be a great show of getting to have some whip around coverage. It's like you're on Red Zone. And speaking of guys that run it like Red Zone, Max Brunke and Ethan Sargent, they got you covered with Football Friday kickoff and Football Friday night. But as for me... This was a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting. As we come to the end of our show, thank you for joining me, Cedric Granger, and I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in once again to the sports fan. Seventy-third year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM nine seventy and ninety-seven three FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.